Where did everybody go? Today's topic, the rapture. Open your Bible to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and be ready as today we discuss the rapture. Hey there, high school students. Welcome back to our podcast. I'm excited today to talk about the rapture. Now, I know you may have heard about it. Um, You maybe have been in one of our studies, but I just thought we would take a couple moments to just kind of dive into the scripture again and read through 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, beginning in verse 16. So if you have your Bible near you, grab it and open up to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16. Listen to what Paul says here. The Lord himself, and and by Lord, he means Jesus, will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. That means those that have already passed away before us, when we are still here alive and we remain, as he'll say in just a moment, those that have died in Jesus before us is who he's referencing here. And then he says in verse 17, then we, and you should circle the word we, who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So the purpose and the point of the rapture is to take the church from its present location here on earth to meet Jesus in the atmosphere. And if we read on, he says, thus we shall always be with the Lord. The whole point and purpose is to get us from where we are to where we need to be. The church needs to be with Jesus. We are the bride of Christ, according to Ephesians chapter 5. And if you go back to Revelation past chapter 19 and start reading, you'll see that the church is the bride of Christ. So, It's natural for brides to be with their husbands. Wouldn't you agree? When someone gets engaged, what are they looking forward to? They're looking for the day of the wedding. Nobody wants to be engaged indefinitely, right? You don't know people that are just engaged for the rest of their life. They introduce each other as you know, their their future wife, future husband, um, or, or whatever. They are looking forward to the day of their wedding. So right now, as Christians, we are betrothed to Christ. It's the same thing as engaged. We don't want to stay engaged. We want to be married. We want to be with Jesus. There's no more intimate relationship than one can have on this planet than through that relationship of marriage. And so that's the imagery that we're given in the Bible about that relationship with Jesus. And then look at verse 18. He says, Therefore comfort one another with these words. I know throughout my time of being a youth pastor that there's often students that are fearful of the rapture. And I understand them being ill-informed or uninformed, meaning they know very little about it or they they know nothing about it. And so there's some fear because the idea of everyone that you love just suddenly disappearing, if you think you're not going to go in the rapture, could be quite unnerving. So the reality is that you don't have to stay in that position. Either one, it's just that you're uninformed or two, you're an unbeliever. 
If you're an unbeliever, today you can receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and you can know without a shadow of a doubt that when you die, you're going to go be straight with Jesus in heaven for eternity. Or if the rapture happens, you can know that you're going to go up today. If that was to take place today, right now as you're listening to my voice, you could know I'm going to go because I've received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. More on that in a moment. Now, for a believer that thinks, oh no, I might miss the rapture, let me read a verse to you. It says in 1 John chapter 2, verse 28, it says, Little children, abide in him, that when he appears, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. And what John's referring to here is the rapture. And he's saying, abide in him so that you might have confidence and not be ashamed. It's not a matter of going or not going as a Christian. It's a matter of being ashamed or having confidence at his appearing. So as a Christian, when I am abiding in Christ, that means that I'm in the word, that I'm walking in the light, that I'm living what I believe, that I'm exercising control over my sinful desires. I'm not giving in to them. It means that what I'm putting into my mind isn't corrupt. It means what's coming out of my mind or heart isn't corrupt. And it's not that I'm meditating on evil things. It's that I'm thinking about things that are true and lovely and noble and praiseworthy. And I'm meditating on those things. If the rapture takes place when I'm in that in that area and time of my life, I'm going to have confidence. It's like the difference of your parents walking in your room and finding you doing what you were told to do versus your parents walking into your room and finding you do something sinful. Obviously, with one, you'd be very ashamed. And with one, you would have confidence. The reality is, though, your parents love you. The reality is that Jesus loves us. He loves the bride. That's you. That's me as believers. So if the rapture was to take place today and you were in sin, you would still go up in the rapture. You would not be left behind. The only people that will be left behind are those that don't have Christ as their Lord and Savior. And so you can have confidence if you will maintain a fruitful walk with him. And that just simply means that you are exercising discipline in your life. You're spending time with the Lord. You're getting to know him just like you would a friend, right? You meet a new friend. You talk. You get to know them. You find out what kind of music they like. You find out what kinds of foods they like. You find out uh, their background, their history, their family, their favorite pets, their favorite colors, right? And we find out those things about God. And He doesn't tell us his favorite color, right? He doesn't tell us what his favorite pet is. But we find out his character, his nature, uh, through the scriptures. And if you want to see, as Jesus said himself, you want to see what God is like, you see that in the character and the nature of Jesus himself. So as you read the Gospels, you get to see Jesus and you get to see what God is like because Jesus interacted with people. We see how he interacted with the sinful woman at the well, for example. She came in the middle of the afternoon in John chapter 4 to draw water from the well most likely to avoid embarrassment or the gossip because in those days when you were to go draw water you would do it in the morning in the cool of the day not in the middle of the afternoon when it's hot so when would most of the women uh, be out drawing water out of the well in the morning so this woman came in the afternoon and what she didn't know is that jesus was there waiting for her he had told his disciples he needed to go through samaria 
because he had an appointment. And he had an appointment with a Samaritan woman. It's pretty amazing. Not only did he go out of his way to meet a woman, period, to bring her to a saving knowledge of himself, but also someone that was not of the same ethnicity. She was a Samaritan. She was half Jew, half Assyrian. And the Jews in those days had no dealings with the Samaritans because of that and because they had another place of worship. So imagine she follows a different God, worships differently than the Jews themselves, and so they all avoided that place. But not Jesus. Jesus shows up there and presents himself to her, and he asks questions, and you can go read this story and find out how the woman comes to know him as her Lord and Savior. It's pretty awesome. So Jesus loves you. He wants you in heaven with him. And the way he's going to get you in heaven with him, if you're alive when this happens, is through the rapture. It's translation. It's this physical body, according to 1 Corinthians 15, beginning in verse 50, that this physical body will be translated to a heavenly body or this terrestrial body to a celestial body. And I can't wait for that day. It's so exciting to think that that day is coming soon. Now, listen, maybe you've been listening and you're thinking, okay, but how do I know if I have Christ as my Lord and Savior? Well, let me ask you a question. Do you do the things that the Bible teaches? Have you at some point in time repented of your sin and received Jesus as your Lord and Savior? The Bible is very clear. You must repent and believe. And it also says in the Bible in Romans, you must confess with your mouth and believe. That belief isn't just an intellectual thought in your mind. It is a belief. It's a thought in your mind that translates into action in your body. It changes the way you live. So today, you can receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Simply repent from your sins and then go tell somebody that you've asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. That's the believing and the confession all wrapped up together. And listen, if you've done that, we would love to hear about it. And if you don't have a Bible, we'd like to get you one. You can contact us at hsgrounded at calvarycch. That's hsgrounded at calvarycch. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time. Plant a seed.